projecting in one area. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes sense. That's cool. It's interesting like the things. It's having. interesting the things you learn about your voice and how you speak when you record a, a podcast like this, or just record yourself in general. Yeah, I think my voice sounds horrible. You pick up on a lot of weird things. Like in the beginning, I realized I'm like I stutter when I explain things. I'm like, yeah, and then uh, 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 a weird uh, a weird thing uh, that I've noticed about myself, <laughs> and I notice it even more now in regular conversation, is I will start to talk about something. Yeah. And then start explaining it before I finish even saying the sentence. So I'll be like, yeah, I, I feel like I kind of, when, when things happen a certain way and, and I tend to react, because, because what, what happens is like I, I start doing, I didn't even like finish what I was even telling you about. Yeah. I started explaining it before I even finished right. a thought. Right. I like get so excited that I have to like start taking different angles on my own topic of yeah. conversation. It's interesting how you describe things. I was at my cousin's house, Nick. I was at his house and he was telling me about this nutritionist that they had dinner with at a friend's house. And uh, we're on the dinner table with like his brothers, his mom, his dad, and whatnot. It was so funny. He's he's like, yeah, this nutritionist told me how to like lose weight like to a T. And I was like, oh, what do you say? He's like, well, he's like, well, just run. We were. (laughs) He's like, well, we were having dinner with Jono yesterday, and we were kind of like running late. And his brother was like, skip to the part where he tells you (laughs) how to lose weight. But you know what? Yelled it across like Joshi. He's like, skip to the part. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. That's Jesus, welcome insane. back. Thank you. Jesus, Thank you for welcome back, me. dude. I'm so glad to have you here again. Appreciate it. <laughs> In my arms once again. <laughs> sure you're thinking um, about me every night. Nope. Oh, dude. <laughs> no. Mike, you didn't tell me. We're going to have to cut that. We're going to have to cut that. <laughs> All right, back that up. All right, one, two, three. Welcome back. Welcome this back, Blank everyone. Blank with friends. Blank with friends. Today we have my good friend Jesus on the show. Jesus, say what up. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, you got dude. it, dude. Jesus, you're hot. I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> we usually oh, say thanks. that. We haven't been as diligent with it, but that's a, that's kind of a calling card of blank with friends. Oh, yeah, so, I'm, so I'm not special. You just This is something you just no, throw No, no, you are special because you're here, and yeah. not a lot of people have been here. Ah, uh, okay. I'll take you know, that. That's, so that's, we only pick people because they're hot, you're really, not because you're, they're You're really witty about your answer, and I really yeah. can... Really appreciate yeah, that. You're welcome. Yeah, you got it, dude. <laughs> you're hot. <laughs> hey, Zeus, uh, tell just the listeners real quick a little bit about yourself so we, so they kind of know who they're talking to and, and where we're at. Uh, yeah, my name's Jesus. i um pretty simple, basic dude, I think. Yeah. Just an average guy uh, trying to get through life. Average hot guy. Yeah, average hot guy trying That's to get right. through life. <laughs> uh, I'm really pushing that on this Yeah, one. I know, right? I was uh, born in Mexico. Lived oh, there for tip about 10 years, and then I've been living in the States for the last 17. So for sure. Cool. What do you do for work? I work currently as an assistant property manager in an apartment complex. Nice. Yeah, nice. good stuff, man. Got it than us, huh? I didn't know they owned. <laughs> yeah, I do. I didn't know they owned apartment <laughs> complexes. <laughs> my man. Hey, you're not, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. Oh, man. oh my goodness, dude. dude uh, we're deleting we, that, right? <laughs> Just kidding. No, they're good. Dude, I didn't know you. Like, we're born in Mexico and live there for a good chunk of your. Yeah, your it's young crazy because a lot of people will sit there and say, "Oh, you don't have an accent." And I have some friends even who were born here and have lived here your whole life and who have accent because they lived in Chula Vista or in places where yeah. it's pro- pro- prominently Spanish speaking. Um, but I, my first year I was in La Jolla and I was legitimately the only Mexican in my elementary school. So I was really legitimately forced 
to learn to the language. To conform and whatnot. Exactly, 100%. Yeah. And my neighbors were all, you know, were not non-Spanish you know, speakers. So yeah. I, I had no choice. It was it was a tough year. I cried a lot. There was a really? lot. Really? Yeah, it was a lot, you know, because I was used to, um, you know, being around family. And yeah. in Mexico, we played a lot of, this sounds so cliche, but we really did play a lot of soccer. That's all we did all the whole time. You know, yeah. you come from school, you finish homework, and that's legitimately what you would do until your grandma and your, yeah. mom, your mom is screaming at you to come back inside because it's already too late. Because you got the pozole ready. Because I got the pozole ready. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I, uh, you know, I don't have an accent, so a lot of people don't know that about me because of it. Yeah. Which is weird, but. I got that a lot growing up, too. Um, they're like, oh, you're not Mexican. You don't even have an accent. I'm like, what? Like, that doesn't even what? make any sense. Yeah. The logic like, behind that is yeah, completely no sense, flawed. No sense. But, but I can that. see why people get it because when I was in elementary school and even in middle school, there was a lot of. Mexicans who were even born here, Mexican Americans mm-hmm. who had accents, you know, and I don't know if it's because either it was like the cool thing to have an accent or because they legitimately just kind of grew up somehow having an accent. I don't right. know. Right. I don't know what it is for me too. Did your did your parents push the envelope for you to like acclimate here? Like were they like you've got to try to My I understand this might be difficult for you right now, but you need to try to, you know, m- Fit in, not not like Adjust, in a negative, maybe. Ne- not in a negative context. <clears throat> no, of like no, fit no. in, don't you know, don't own your culture. But like, I think the right word is acclimate. Like, I did, did to fit. Oh a, yeah, absolutely, culture. absolutely. My stepfather was all about if you're gonna watch cartoons, you gotta watch them in English. Oh dang. You know, you if well, you that's want, educational. You at know, that point, yeah, yeah, no, of course, hundred percent. Yeah, because because they're. I mean, they made the choice to live here. Of course, they want you to do well here. Of course, right. of course. And my my father was all about that. My my stepfather, you know, he's he's a tough son of a gun, you know, and yeah, and he was all about you know, hey. You know, this is, you're in a new world now, and you either, accl- you know, you acclimate to it, like you said, or you sink. That's yeah. the way. And I was also what, I mean, technically I've been here for 19 years, but I always say 17, because in reality, the first two years, I was always going back to Mexico a lot, mm-hmm. which is why my father was on me about watching things in, in English, because my, my, my spring breaks, my summer breaks, my mm-hmm. winter breaks, my weekends, I was going to Mexico all the time. Mm-hmm. So he was like, while you're here, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta learn, you gotta learn English. Yeah. There's no other way around it. Were you going to Mexico to see family? Yeah. And yeah. also because, you know, I mean, like I said, I, you know, I grew up in Mexico at first, That's the first home 10 for years. You right so there. it was home for me. It was, you know, so the, the very, I would always ask my mom, can we go to, can we go back home? You yeah. know? And it was every, like every other weekend or, you know, all of summer I was on my grandma's house because mm-hmm. that's where I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and the tough part was coming from La Jolla to Marietta. Uh, that was real tough for me. because That's a change was, right there. Too, that was dude. a big change that's because big, two big jumps. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like now I definitely didn't have the chance to go to Mexicali as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You're further Now away. it was like you had to go specifically on breaks instead of every other weekend. Ah, I see. Uh, yeah. But then I got, you know, started to, you know, gain friends and things like that yeah. so that kind of pushed me away from going as much as i used to I feel in the you. first two years that i lived here in the states yeah hey was it hard to leave all your friends in mexico yeah but i think mainly because of the because of like because of the language barrier yeah you know um yeah that's huge yeah it's it's you know and i was very lucky i think the the i still remember the, the school name i think it's like zita doyle in mm. la jolla it's right by the mormon church you know what i'm talking about the one with the white the Looks yeah, like the white. huge, the temple. Yeah, it's exactly. It's literally right behind that. Okay, the street behind that. Um, and I was actually kind of blessed because it's kind of weird how I had a lot of like, 
um, Asian and white people in my class mm-hmm. that were just intrigued by the fact that I was the only Mexican. As funny as that, were may you sound. really like the only? Oh yeah, Mexican? legitimately. Like, yeah, I was legitimately the wow. only Mexican at that school at the time, and they were just so intrigued by it that they were actually. I remember there was this kid. I'll never forget. There was huh. this kid named Wade. Wade. He, he literally was like would go over to me. He'd be like, "Blue, green, stop." You know, would say words to try to get me to understand. You know, to help you. Yeah. Whoa. And I was nine years old. Like, you what? wouldn't think a nine-year-old would want to do that. Nine-year-old? What is that, like third grade? Second? Yeah, third grade. Third exactly. grade? Okay. Third grade, yeah. So, wow. you know, they, it was just, it's, wow, thinking about it now, I'm like, that's just insane, you know? What a nice kid. Yeah. That kid has an amazing heart. <laughs> right? <laughs> just trying to help you. I didn't even know yeah. you. I mean, it was just, like, for no reason, just, you know, just made friends with me. Yeah. You that's know? so cool. But I learned English quick. When I came to, um, to Marietta in 2002... Um, I was two years into obviously learning English, and I spoke English like I speak it right now. Mm-hmm. Except I'll, I'll never forget, I could never say the word beach. Beach. I would say like the word, the bad word, of course. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, we, don't, we, don't, we don't say bitch the... on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, thanks for not cussing. But, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was trying to be you know professional yeah, as possible. I, I, I appreciate, uh, it. But, appreciate but, it. But no, seriously, I, that's how I would sound it, and I, was, I would always hate that. So for a very long time, I would say instead of like, oh, I went to the beach, I would say... I went to the ocean and people would look at me like, why are you saying ocean? (laughs) I went to the sea this weekend. (laughs) No, no, you you laugh, but it's, but it's, I I was fine. I was was legitimately, um, it's kind of scared to say it. And it was, uh, my good friend, Aaron, who I still talk to today. Shout out to Aaron Duenas. He would, um, he would always, he would, he, I remember when I was in like, uh, elementary school or middle school, he'd always be like, dude, say it with me, beach beach yeah and i got to the point where i said it so much when i could finally say the word beach, beach. And i was so excited when i told people like i went to the beach <laughs> it was like <laughs> one of the most exciting have moments you, of my yeah, life it's like the first time. question hi my name is jesus have you been to the beach <laughs> <laughs> no legi- any way to slip yeah. the word beach into <laughs> beach. legitimately but but you know those, those rad. but all those experiences you know looking back at it today at 27 years old being yeah. 19 years into this country it's like just so eye-opening you know yeah. how, how everything just kind of comes at once yeah, definitely. it definitely defines who you are as a person and just oh yeah, this world. A hundred percent. Sure. You know, uh, I mean, even even going back to Mexico, like my very first time when I came to Marietta, I six months I didn't go to Mexico. So when I went, I was like, "You're all different." And no, changed. no, not only that, you kind of see like, "Whoa, where all this trash? Where all this poverty come from?" Oh, and it's like. No, yeah. no, no, that, that trash and that poverty and that disgusting look of the city you're looking at, it's always been there. Yeah. But as a kid growing up, you didn't know any better. You're so used to your environment. You're, you're born so used into. to your environment. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think this is why, like, now at 27 years old, I'm so, like, I'm so, like, pro-American. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. if you, if somebody had a wall in front of me and I was talking about America and the United States and my political views, like, you would think, like, oh, this guy was born in, like, Texas and, like, oh, you right. know, like... Because of the fact that I, I I grew up in a household where, you know, I was lucky if I had one one meal a day. I feel you. You know, mm-hmm. and, and to me that was normal. I was lucky if I, you know, having like a soccer ball for Christmas was like, dude. Like parents the, went all out. Legitimately, yes, 100%. Yeah. Parents went all out. Like, yeah. this was a good year. And then you come here to the States and you've got kids complaining nowadays because, you know, they didn't get the new iPhone XS. 
Yeah. You know, and you're just like, dude, like you have no idea. No idea. No idea. No idea. It's very, uh, I would hate to say sheltered. I think we're, we're a little maybe privileged. Is that the right word? Yeah, I'm privileged. For? I think people just yeah. take stuff for granted. They don't, yeah. they don't know what other, how difficult it is for other people in other countries and how blessed we yeah. are as a, yeah. just even the poorest of people in America are some of the wealthiest people compared in to the other world. countries. Yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's their fault. Like no. if you're born in here, you don't know any better. So, you know, I, I hate to, to knock someone for that, you know, because so, I get it. Well, which, which, by the way, brings me to another point. I don't want to make it sound like I'm, you know, some kind of say when it comes to that. I, I've had my moments where I'm like, oh, no, I got to have this, you know, <laughs> because you 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 get a, uh, uh, acclimated to that culture. Yeah, so there's gonna, definitely was... times where I've had that, like, I have to have this no matter what. And then all of a sudden I talk to my uncle you know, in Mexico, who has two jobs and hasn't had a day off in like six months. Oh, and dude. you're just like, shoot, I'm over here complaining about, you know, such and such thing. And this guy's working two jobs, hasn't had a day off in six months. And is Literally, walking to work. You know? and, is, like, and is walking to work and he doesn't have one leg because one of his legs that, uh, what's it called? Uh, amputated. Amputated. Can you say mm-hmm. that word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're like, ah, oh, shoot. I mean, now you feel like a jerk, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I'm not going to pretend like I'm, you know, I haven't had those moments in my life, too. Yeah. But it's interesting about the culture uh, in America. It, it almost, I, I want to be very careful with what I say about yeah. this stuff because I just don't want to knock anyone, right? It almost promotes that in a way. I don't know what it is. Maybe, like, our peers are just a little entitled and we feel like we deserve everything, almost. I think a big part of it is just perspective. I'm super fortunate that... I mean, I just just as you're saying, I am guilty, you know, ten times more than yeah. my neighbor. I don't mean to say I'm better than anybody else, but I'm very thankful that as when I was growing up, my parents had a Bible study and they had like a small group of like high school and college students, and they had that for a good eighteen years, pretty wow. much since I was born, and it was here every Monday night at my parents' house. And they would take trips down to Mexico. My dad was close friends with one of the pastors down in like Ensenada and Rosarito. And so from a very young age, I was going back and forth to Mexico on like weekend trips. Mm. And I think that was, I just think that those like little like seeds being rooted into who you are as a person of recognizing and looking around how fortunate you are to live here and what you have and the privilege that we do have, um, it, that comes with the perspective of seeing what other people don't have. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you being like born in that country and then going back and being like, wow. I, I, and it's just reminding yourself that we are very fortunate. And Mike, you obviously growing up in a family that did live here, but mm-hmm. came from the same, you know, line of things is definitely is there's perspective that's involved in, in being exposed to that. Yeah. But interestingly enough too, you broke that down really well. Yeah. That was actually really good. I'm, yeah. I'm, really I'm, well. I actually appreciate you, you talking about that because it means Thank a lot you. coming from somebody who was born here. But but interestingly enough, I also think, and I've really dig, dig really deep into this in, in, in college and also in my studies when I'm, uh, about this, but I think the American culture is not just shaped by your perspective and by your family. <clears throat> it's really shaped by the environment we're in. Let me, let me kind of give you more of, uh, in detail on that. Mike, me and you both worked for Starbucks. Mm-hmm. What was a Starbucks thing? It's all about the customer. Oh, yeah. Which, which mm. is great to an extent. It's like... We're, we're letting people walk all t- over us walk at, all times, over. at times. And so people come into Starbucks or even in property management yeah. where I'm in and they have like 
it's automatically it's not it's not like you it, it's like they deserve like there's an expectancy uh, there's, to be oh, treated they're, something. like they're a queen entitled a so bit. hold on a sec wait a minute you can come in here and you can cuss me out because we don't have a birthday cake pop like what makes you think that's okay and so kids grow up wow. thinking this way yeah. so but that that kid sees that at five years old that the mom is arguing and you know saying that they're yeah. gonna call corporate they're gonna get a 25 dollars gift card because we didn't have a birthday cake pop and then all of a sudden when that kid becomes 20 years old that kid thinks that that's the right way to go. That's the way it should be. I should be treated like a queen or a king at all times. I deserve everything Because that's I want. what I deserve. Yeah. And, wow. you know, I think a lot of it has to do with, 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 with the, um, the companies in America as well, giving people that sort of entitlement. Like, I'm cool with, you know, like, hey, customer service and, you know, th- you know try this item for 30 days and we'll give you your money back. But I think legitimately that has uh, put a really big stain on our culture. Yeah. That people are deserving of this. Like, you no longer have to work for this item. Now it's, you have the money to buy it. So, everybody who serves it has to treat you a certain way. And if not, then, you know, I'm going to write a Yelp review, whatever. It's it's really kind of crazy to think about how, how these companies have really shaped the American culture in that form. I've never thought about yeah. that in that way. That's I, I totally see the connection, though. Super insightful. Yeah. You see it because you, you you talk to people who were born in like let's say you know uh, who who lived through the sixties, the seventies, the eighties. You know, one, you know through through the civil uh, the, the civil issues that were happening. You know, racism stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> and you talk to them about real life struggles, and you talk to them about what companies were doing, and you talk to people today about what companies are doing, and they're really pushing for the agenda that. Which again, I'm okay with to a certain extent of of you, you know, and you, Mike, you know, you Jordan, you guys are. You're unique. It's all about you and nobody else. And all of a sudden, you grew up with this mentality your whole life. Mm-hmm. That it's all about you from the moment you get to Target, to Walmart, Starbucks, wherever you're at. It's all about you, no yeah. matter what. And they grew up with that. They grew up mm-hmm. with the mentality and they grew up with, that's the norm. What's the underlying uh, motivation there for companies to kind of say that, hey, the customer's always right. Is it money? Of course. Yes, it is. Of course, it's all I would about say, money. yeah, because they want to win your business, right? Because everyone's competing. I would say Target's competing over to, against Walmart, so they're going to be like, not only that, we're going to treat our customers better, and you can do whatever you not want. Only that, look, I would go there. Not only that, look, they're going to massage my feet. I'm like, you know what? I'm shopping at Target now. But not only that, look, look at it this way. And like I said, me and you both work for Starbucks. How many items did you see that were like a mug that was like thirty dollars because it was like a certain time of the year? And you look under it, it says made in China. How much do you think that mug probably cost Starbucks? Ow, like nothing. 30 cents? Maybe. You know what I mean? And they're selling it for $30? Yeah. So if you get upset, you might think, oh, they just lost $30. They lost 30 cents. Yeah, they're making so much But they made you happy, and you're like, you know what? They made me happy. They gave me a gift card. I'm going to go to Starbucks, and I'm going to use that $25 gift card. And then guess what? After that $25 is up, I'm going to spend my own money and put another $25 into their pocket. Yeah, guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty. No, you, that's but, that's business one hundred and one yeah. right there. That's a hundred percent economics. That's how mm-hmm. that's how capitalism works. Yeah. Damn. Break it down, Jesus. Let's go, dude. <laughs> it's interesting. I've never heard that perspective though from a cultural standpoint, and as to how that ties into a sense of entitlement. And oh, just uh, for all you guys listening out there, Mike just tried to hold Jesus. I reached hands. for it, but um, I was rejected. So I don't think I'm gonna do that again. And, and, <laughs> funny you say that but the but the only reason i bring that point up is because growing up in uh, in mexico and my 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 stepfather's cuban and i've been to cuba it's a totally different mentality it's more of like what have you done to earn 
me to treat you with great customer service. It's it's, it's, it's completely the different. Respect is so high up. There. Yeah, so it's like I'm serving yeah, you, yeah. so you should respect me. Like I'm bringing your food, I'm cooking your food, I'm taking my time to get up early in the morning yeah. to prep the food to cook it for you in the restaurant. Yeah. So you should treat me with respect. Yeah. Whereas supposed to here, it's like. You know, you're taking the time of your day to come into my restaurant, so I gotta treat you like you know. So that's that's one of the reasons why I can see this connection because I've been really a part of both worlds. Dang, that's so cool, dude. Um, I I feel like in my personal life, uh, I feel like I jump between cultures, and my jump, how it shows, is the way I speak to people. So if I'm I'm speaking to an American or or someone that's immersed in our culture, you know, I, I speak a certain way. But <laughs> it's funny. I speak a different way, which is a little bit more, you just change up how you speak, right? So if I'm speaking to my parents, I'll, I'll speak in Spanish and whatnot because I can relate and make a connection. If I'm speaking to any other family member that's Mexican, my, my speech changes. Is it not a tone nece- thing? Yeah, I was going to say not necessarily my language, yeah. but my tone. My tone and how I say things and, and um, almost like what I say too. You know, but that's okay. That's that's how you get around in the world. That's how I get around. Think, think about it. You're gonna have certain conversations with your friend that you would have with, that you wouldn't have with your parents, and vice versa. Yeah. So it's okay. Like some people, some people might call it like, "Oh, you're being fake. You're not being yourself." And it's like, no, no, no. You're really you're again. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna use the word you said earlier. Say you, you're, you're, uh, uh, you acclimate you acclimate yourself to your environment yeah you know when you're with your friends you speak yeah. a certain way and it's not necessarily being fake no. i know some people may surviving. think that but <laughs> it's surviving. but it's but it's more of it's more of you understand your audience yes so Great you have to a valuable skill you have to go Great with what you you have yeah. to communicate and commit to your audience yeah. a certain way like if i'm going to i if i'm going to like a hood or something i grew up in riverside like downtown riverside in an apartment complex with there was cholos everywhere and gangsters and whatnot so if I'm going over there, like even the way I, I carry myself will be different because I realize my environment. I'm like, OK, I'm not in a business setting to an extreme. Right. To take it uh, to exaggerate that I'm in the hood. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm the shit. You know, I'll be Good like, day. <laughs> hello, fellow citizen. <laughs> but to your point, but, but and, and to your point, think about it. What happens if you didn't? What happens if you walked into the hood and you started talking like, the cliche thing and I, I don't mean to be sound racist or anything like that but like the the white you know talk what happens yeah. if you speak like a way oh, well, they're get, gonna look at you, you and get say targeted like, you get targeted well you stick so out so again it's yeah. it's actually kind of what out. you said uh about 60 seconds ago it's all about survival yeah you want to survive in this world you have yeah. to acclimate yourself you acclimate yourself to your to your environment to your audience and you have to commit to it yeah that's yeah i think that's a one of the biggest um things i saw in my family growing up because my parents were immigrants and they came over from Mexico and, and they wanted to live here. So we stayed here and we had to adjust. And I saw that. Um, so I, I kind of had to do that. And I think I, I think it really is a skill to do that. Yeah. To change. And I kind of picture myself as a chameleon sometimes in my mind. I'm like, I'll just change shades when I need to. And I think it's an <laughs> extremely valuable level of perspective that both you guys bring to the table that I will never know. I think you you I think you're you're very open though that you can totally see it. You I can love, grasp it. I mean I just love learning perspective though. Yeah. So I think I'm open to learning it, but I think learning will never achieve the same level of fruit that actually experiencing <laughs> yeah. like true like you guys like you're you are the result of immigration into this country. Yeah. But that's why I love traveling and I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything, but I've been to Europe twice for example. I've been all over the most mostly all over the Caribbean stuff like that and 
for example, they always talk about the French, for example, how they're so rude. And yes, the French are rude. I'm not going to lie. They are rude people. Yeah, why but, y'all rude? Right? <laughs> to all the French people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Them. Love <laughs> you guys. Love your language. But with Bonjour. That, but, with that, but, with that said, but with that said, when you understand the French culture, they're all about how you speak. So if you're speaking to them in a way that, that they don't uh, think is appropriate, you're insulting them. You yeah. know? Mm. So it's kind of like you go into somebody's house and you might act a certain way. Yeah. But that certain way of acting might be disrespectful to them. You might yeah. not see it that way, but you have to, again, yeah. uh, conform to your audience. Yeah. So it's the same way. You know, I, I think uh, when it comes to, to visiting different countries and different cultures, mm-hmm. you have to understand that there are some things you, you, can, you can say and some things you can do in one culture that you can't do in the other. And, yes. that's, and that's okay. Yeah. It's, just, it's, just part of, it's just part of the learning process. So true. Jordan, you remember when we were getting your car? Yes. Remember that conversation we had about... Um, just how uh, we went to this dealership to, get, to go get him a car, um, and this dealership was owned by uh, what were they Russians, Ukrainians? I think so. Great yeah. family. They took care of us. They were so amazing to us. But it was interesting seeing how they um, not dealt but interacted with their customers. They were very upfront and very okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like we were watching that guy. Remember that conversation we had? Yeah. Like, I do you want it? Yes or no? Now that yeah. you brought it, pretty back much. Up. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because when I was going through school, through a lot of teacher training stuff, they do teach you a lot about like cultural sensitivity and whatnot. And I specifically remember watching a video of like looking at two things or looking at an interaction between two people from two perspectives, from the perspective of you know either the customer or the client or vice versa, where there was a big cultural difference. And what was interesting is the American in this scenario thought that the other person, and I could not tell you what it was because it's been a long time, was was very rude because uh, they were short. Yeah. And they weren't, like, overly friendly with the interaction. And they weren't, like, trying to, like, a- appease the interaction and, and, you know, just fluff it. And then on the other side, it's just, like, culturally how that person interacted. And it was straight to the point. We do not think. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this no. person was so, you know, the American was so offended because they weren't, like – oh my gosh, like, hi, how was your day today? And the person was like, great, thank you. Here's what I want. Boom, 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 boom. And it's like, it was a business transaction. And it's so crazy how the cultural role yeah. plays, you know, it's its place in that. Um, and it's wild how yeah. there's this perception if you're not open to understanding that, that different people have that different cultural perspective that they bring to the table. Yeah, Which is funny because that's actually how Italians are. You go to Italy and it's like pretty cutthroat. Yeah. Like you go to restaurants and if you don't want to have a bite, that's fine. Just like, get cool. out of my restaurant. You don't, know, like they don't really get on. Why are you still here? Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And to some Americans, that might be insulting, but they have to understand that that's perfectly normal to them. You know, it's yeah. like. That's how everyone operates. Hey. You know, it's interesting. And, and uh, you said that the American was so offended. Uh, I just want to say that we're not we're not over here picking on American culture by no, any means. No, Americans suck. We're, we're oh, simply, I, I hate <laughs> white we're people, bro. <laughs> white people suck, bro. All right, you looked in the mirror lately, bro. <laughs> uh, I hope no, people can sense We're simply highlighting. Yeah. yeah, we're simply highlighting. Uh, just some, I guess, highlights. You know what's of, sad? Of I cultures. Appre- you know what's sad? I appreciate you saying that in the podcast, but it's sad that in 2019 you have to explain that. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Because 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 people Dude, should I can go off on this anybody right now. anybody who's listening to this or who will listen to this potentially shouldn't come out here and say wow I'm American and I feel attacked instead through this conversation we've had for the last twenty some minutes they should be like wow you know what maybe there is maybe I do need to take a step back and actually look at the world differently yeah. so it's sad that you actually have to explain that yeah. um, that you have to actually you know voice that in your and say hey you know what um, you know I'm not trying to offend anybody yeah and because I, people should really listen to us and be like oh wait hold on a sec. 
you know, maybe yeah. there are different views. But that could go for either side of the coin. Definitely. Um, and I think for those people that are listening, that's just, you know, our close friends and family um, pretty much at this point. I mean, I don't really know. I, honestly, I don't care. Will Smith if, will listen to this. Oh, and if, if you don't care, like, enough to try to understand what I mean when I say something, then I don't really have, give a crap like, if I you're offended. What do you want me to do? Yeah, like, I'll, people I'll are purposely be offend offended. you then. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, honestly, a, but, I've done but, that. But here's the thing. Be, I, I, I think and. Being offended is is really a personal issue. Totally, it's all within you. Because, because I'm not feeling that. Because here's the thing: like, if somebody says anything about my mother, my dad, my my way of being, like to me, it's like, wow, like that's really sad that you are that kind of person. Good luck to you in life. Yeah. Whereas yeah. other people are like, how dare you speak to me this way? Do you know who I am? And it's kind of like, you know, you if if somebody attacks you and they're like, you, you like you, my my first thought is, wow, like you are that low of a person, like. That sucks to be you. It sucks that you're miserable. Yeah. That's my thought. It's just why I say that I don't get offended. I honestly can, and I and I mean this 100% for anybody's listening, I cannot remember the last time I was offended. Yeah. What because about the last time you were encouraged by, like, someone saying you're hot, man? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Spins it back. I love, I, you, I love how you turned this into from a dark moment to, oh, like, a very... Dude, I could tell by your tone the minute you started talking. Yeah, I was like, he's going to take say that. Right <laughs> the look he gave me, I'm like, oh, God, oh, where are we going? Hey, you usually, you usually always know what I'm, if, what mood I'm in. See, you're, 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 you're the reason I'm still single. Oh. <laughs> you're holding out for me, dude. I'm going to tell you right now, no. I thought you said I was hot. What the heck? I think oh, you're hot. doesn't mean I want to date you. Nope. <laughs> That's just life. Oh, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, like you choose what you focus on. If you want to be offended... That's your choice. That it really is a choice. And it's like there's just yeah. so many things. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but there's, for example, me. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be cocky or boast too much about myself, but there's so many things going on in my life that I don't have the time to sit there and say, "Wow, Mike said this. Like, how dare he?" You know, it's kind of yeah. like, "Hey, if Mike said this, cool. You know, I'll just I won't talk to him ever again. Let's yeah. just if that's the kind of person he is, and I don't want to be around it." Yeah, I I try to take everything with a grain of salt because you don't know 100%. everybody's personal experience and why they're saying things and why they're reacting a certain way or why they're being offended by anything that you said. And you have a choice to sit there and either learn from that interaction or be offended. Yes. Um. And I feel like that's really a pretty split even road with most interactions with anybody is you can be offended from it or you can sit there and you can take a step back, put yourself in their shoes, figure out what's going on, or at least speculate to some sense and be like, okay, well they're not taking this out on me because of anything that I necessarily did wrong, but it's where they are at because of the circumstances of their life. Yeah. But you know, what's crazy. I feel like people get offended based on uh, opinions, which is really which really bothers me because it's like you can have an opinion about something, but just because me and you have an opinion about something, first of all, an opinion doesn't mean it's true. I can sit here and I can tell you, hey, Mike, in my opinion, two plus two is five. You know? Yeah, but that's and then all of a <laughs> And I'd be like, yeah. exactly. But, I'd be but, like, actually, but, that's wrong. Exactly, right? <laughs> and, then, and then when you say that, I'm like, wow, I'm so offended. How dare you not respect my opinion? So now it's like, the, Amer the again, going back to the American culture, and I don't mean to bash the American culture, but going back to it it's like okay so now i'm upset and offended because you told me i'm wrong yeah you know and it's all like all of a sudden mike is the worst person in the world and yeah. he's an offensive dude who just doesn't really care about my opinions and it's like do you care hold, about your opinion hold on a sec like what like just because you have an opinion doesn't mean a i have to be nice about it 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't want to use that word because I, I do think we have to be agree, agree. Doesn't exactly. Mean you have to agree. And yeah, I and agree you know, that. it's it's like ah, just people just are they're too much into their own opinions that they they feel like it should be respected. I think people are what. It's, I want to real quick. I, I mean, I don't want to cut you off. Go, no, I, go ahead. Go ahead. It was interesting what you just said. Do you like your own opinion? Yeah, because because are you are you sta- are you telling me your opinion because you want me to like it? Or are you literally saying it because? That's what you hold true to, and you like what you think. Yeah. Do you need my validation yeah. for your opinion? Yeah. To, you know, because if you need so- my validation and I genuinely disagree with you, I'm gonna tell you that. For so- for I would actually say with the conversations that I've had with most people, I would say yes. When people tell you about so- a situation that they've been through, or when they want to talk about politics, money, relationships, whatever the case may be, they usually want to vent. And what do most people want to hear? That they you want, agree. That you agree with them because yeah. they want to feel like some kind of like joy or they want to feel that what they're doing is correct. Or what they did was correct. Exactly. Yeah. So all of a sudden when they yeah, give you your I opinion and then you disagree with it, like let's say, let's say like, how many times have you talked to a girl, for example, and I'm not trying to bash I've women never talked here. to a girl before in my life. <laughs> I've talked to I'm girls so every day. But no, but no, seriously. <laughs> I'm, I live in. But how many times? Room. How many girls times don't have, like me. How many? <laughs> oh God! How, how many times have you talked to a woman about a guy, right? And they're jerks. And all of a sudden, you start telling them like, "Yeah, well, you know, he's like this, this is not. How did you not see it?" Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they start saying, "Well, you know, yeah, but but then he does this, this, and that." And all of a sudden, they start kind of getting uh, deviating from from what you're telling them, you know. And, yeah. And again, it's all really based on they want their opinion about that specific someone to, to be, be appreciated accepted. or accepted. Yeah. That's the word accepted. Yeah. And you're like, that's just not how it is. No, that's not how it is. And and I think I think unfortunately today with the whole like people should be respect should respect people's opinion, I think that has taken to the extreme to the point where people feel like just because you have an opinion about something, one, it should be accepted and two, you're correct. Yeah, or or I'll take it extreme, that it should be heard. Yes, you know you're right. I mean? Because I'll, I'll fight. I'll no, fight you on no, that. A no, no, no. I, I actually, I actually agree with that because because what if I say, you know what? In my opinion, two plus two is five, yeah. and then all of a, f- a sudden, I feel like my voice about two plus two being five should be heard, and everybody should believe that two plus two is five. Now, you might not know nothing about po- about uh, about mathematics, yeah, so I you don't might know. be what like, is math? <laughs> so, I know, right? So you might actually be like, oh, well. Jesus is a trustworthy person. He's a good guy. Everybody likes him, you know? Like, that's the guy that I would let date date my sister. So, yeah, two plus two is five. You see? So, I agree with you in that sense. You know, people feel like they should be heard about that, but... You might just straight up... I think people should have the opportunity to be heard. Not in every context. What I'm saying is they should have the opportunity to be heard. Life isn't like that, I feel. You're not always going to be heard. And and quite honestly, the receiving uh, party might not want to hear your opinion. True. You know, so so yeah, but when chew it com- on that and, and just realize that. Yeah, but you when know, it comes... Like, you don't have to be heard all the time. But when it comes to that, I always ask, or my question to you would be, why shouldn't you hear their opinion? Because they're wrong or because you just don't want to validate it at all? Sometimes I'm I'm just... Don't care for <laughs> it? Not there. I'm like, I really don't want to hear you talk. Oh. You know? No, hey, or, or, but, but that's or, but that's honesty, which I appreciate that more than anything else. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be honest. Sometimes I, I'm like, I really don't care to hear your perspective on this topic. That's fair, and I think you, know, you can kind of direct the conversation from there as definitely. they try to continue that, yeah. um, depending on what it is. Because some people, I think, there's topics that will never be agreed upon. 
Um, and I think you, again, it comes back to knowing your audience and knowing who you're talking to and in which area and realizing that this might just not be worth it, which is okay. I, I, um, I, um, as a political science major, I I love political philosophy. And one of the guys, Frederick Nietzsche, uh, he's, probably burning in hell right now but one of the things I was, oh. <laughs> well, uh, or if you don't like believe that, oh if right. you don't believe in, in in heaven or hell then he's just he's just a dead and he, guy you know he turned into stardust and now he's <laughs> his fertilizer is using but, a, but, <laughs> but, but, but used my, by mother earth and gaia but, <laughs> but, but one thing one thing i liked about him and <laughs> you guys are terrible but one thing i liked about him and this is this isn't verbatim but he said uh the, the one of the biggest mistakes you could do is appreciate people who agree with you rather than the people people who don't yeah and i think that's so true because at the end of the day the people that don't agree with you, the conversations you have, those are going to make you, I think, smarter. Because then you start thinking about, yeah. you know, well, maybe what if Mike is actually, what if Mike is actually onto something? They're definitely going to challenge you, and I think yes, opposition 100%. makes you grow mentally, emotionally, 100%. physically, right? Which is why, and <laughs> Jordan, again, am I right? I'm not trying to. That's my opinion. I'm not. Trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying <laughs> to bring. I gotta me. go. <laughs> I'm not trying to bring the sexuality into think. But did you know? Do you leave do you my sexuality out of this? Do you? <laughs> Do you understand? Do you know why men typically make better friends than than women do? Oh, this is oh, that's bold. To, uh, as a male or as a girl? No, no, as, as as a male, like men you, to men, men to men typically make better relationships than women to women. Do you know why? No. Why? Where is this coming from? Before I let you validate this, is, this, this is opinion, the, this is <laughs> this is my opinion. You're right. <laughs> See, sometimes this, you don't want to hear it. This is. Well, no, I'm down. To, I'm down to hear this it. This is actually you're this, making some this bold, is actually that's from, a bold claim. This is actually from from uh, Niccolo Machiavelli. Uh, uh, one of the greatest and worst people of all time. Okay. Um, and, and I think this is actually true. And I think when you guys will hear this out, you'll kind of agree to me. Uh, you'll agree with me in some sort. Typically, what do men do? We make each other better. We compete. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we compete against each other. Yes. So, let's say, for example, you're dating a woman, right? And you want to compete against another guy. You will make yourself better than that guy to impress the girl. You yeah, will, I see what you're you know saying. what I mean. Like as a as as a, as a man, you you know the competition is out there, so you grow because of that. Yeah. Whereas women, you know, what's what's their their typical validation? It's it's more of like talking, you know, like you know, talking smack about each other. And I'm not trying you, to say that men don't do that. I'm saying that's typically yeah. what happens, yeah. you know, um, which Dude, is why I, they like what like for example, what happens when two guys get in a physical fight? What usually happens sometimes? Sometimes they become friends. <laughs> like how many times did you see that in like middle school, high school growing yeah, up? Yeah, because they respect each other. Because, <laughs> but, but, like, but hey, I, I respect you for punching me but in the face. That's my, <laughs> so do I. But that's my point. Whereas yeah. to women, you would never see that. No, you would never no, see that. No. Again, I'm not trying to you know single out sexuality or anything like that. But but I'm saying like uh, that that goes a long way when it comes to to how men interact. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would. I, I would agree with you on that. Obviously, there are some cases, you know, and whatnot. Of course, it's of not, course. It's not it's a general not a, statement it's not a by universal... any means. No, not by any means. But I hear you out. Like, I, I, I know what you're saying. I disagree entirely. Okay. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, Which we don't is fine. I don't, I don't know. I don't like to generalize behaviors based on Sexuality. sex. So, girl. Yeah, like, again, I, but, I, but I was saying, is, again, but, but I, I know what you're saying. Uh, and uh, like I said, again, that's not a generalization. Yeah. But I've seen that a lot. But it is. But my, but my question the way, you, the way you guys are okay, speaking okay, about okay, it. Okay, but, is but a my question to you is why not? Uh, I mean, I, I don't fit that mold. I know a lot of people that don't fit that mold. No, no, no. If no, I no. ever fought with somebody, they would not be my friend afterwards because of the. Right, but you're basing it on an individualization. 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 
Yeah, but everybody's an individual. Of course, of course. But I'm I'm talking about like in a general sense of it. Which again, you don't have to agree with yeah. me. We're just we're just you know yeah. talking here. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um. I I really um. I really think that you know there's a difference between how men and women interact. Oh, for sure. And there's sure. also there's a generalization in how we do things. That's yeah. We're all yeah. individuals, and we all have a certain way of being. That's 100 percent true as but well. But men are wired a certain way, and exactly. Women are wired and I think I think yeah. women experience friendship though between women that I will never understand. Of course. And so for and vice me, versa. For me as a man, I think to sit here and to validate and to say that what we're talking about is legitimate is naive. And I, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what women. And I respect that. And I respect like. that because, in some ways, in some forms, you're you're actually being legitimate about you not understanding because you're not part of that. Yeah, group. unless you which, some, unless you can pull some which, data. That's why I said, what do you what do you have on on this that shows me that that's valid? Of course, and I like and I and I can and I can actually respect that. You yeah. know, I respect that a hundred percent. You know, that's why I said I'm I'm not saying I'm I'm the guru of knowing be, the the difference between women, <laughs> men and no, women. No, but you're pulling from something that a. a philosophical of course thought of course was not your own and it's, of course 100 mm-hmm. percent. you know and and i've and i've i've really kind of spent the last like three to four years really kind of uh studying people and and yeah. their reactions and you know whether yeah. it's ex-girlfriends whether it's my mother whether it's you know whatever you know co-workers mm-hmm. and i've always kind of gained a pattern of how women and men are mm-hmm. yeah that's really kind of how i see it but again um well that, that's that's you know, that's kind of like your reality. That's what you've experienced and gone through. Uh, so it makes I hate, sense. I hate that sentence. Really? Your reality. Your reality. You know why I hate that? Why? Because I feel like, I feel like that's such a cliche thing to say. Like, this is your perspective, your reality. Like, I, I, it makes sense. Here, here's the reason. I mean, it is. No, no, no. But here's to you, the, to you. But not, here, that's, reality, my, that's my opinion. I guess. But, <laughs> but, but, but you, Damn, but we you just know, keep all backing but, out of anything we say. Yeah, no, and that's just my opinion. That's my opinion. Not law. Don't have to. stone. It's my opinion. But you know why I dislike that? Uh, and, why? And why? This is again. This is just me. I I believe that there's an absolute truth about everything, and then we just have to search for it. An absolute truth. Yeah, for everything, but we just have to search for it. Again, you don't have to agree with me at all. What's up? No, I I agree with you on that. But. And I feel like when people say, like, this is my perspective, my reality, which is okay. I have, I have my own perspectives about things, you know. But when you start going kind of too extreme about it, I yeah. feel like, wait, hold on a sec. You know, like, then if this is your perspective and your reality, how can you, how can you say that's the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, for example, let's say somebody, let's say your friend's, your, your, your friend's brother just died, right? Yeah. And in your perspective, in your reality, you just have to be straightforward about it. Hey, you know what, dude? Your, your, your brother just died. Yeah. Whereas supposed to, like... You have to kind of step back and say, "What's, how how should you truthfully go about this? Should be more, should you be more yeah. sensitive about it?" Yeah, definitely. You know, again, this is just a small sample yeah. of that. Yeah, what I'm saying is is uh, experience. That's just what your experience is. Do you like that, Betty? Is that fine with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Because we're no. all we're all a, um, uh, God, what's a which, word here? Which we're, means- we're just all a. Co- Accumulation, accumulation. Which, <laughs> which, which, which I, I don't know what culmination? you're saying. Culmination. Culmination. I, I don't know that's, what you're talking about, but that's just to, a like, that that that's just a culmination what? of your. We're all a culmination what? of our experiences. That's probably why you like philosophy so much. I do. I love it. Right. It's because it studies things in society and whatnot. It questions our world. Because maybe if I could make this connection, you coming over from Mexico, you had to question a new world. So oh, now 100%. you're used to that. Oh, 100%. And, and wow, I didn't just... actually, you know what? I actually didn't think about that. Thank yeah. you for giving me that. Well, well, you need to, hey, when I speak up, <laughs> listen to me, bro. <laughs> when which, I start talking, listen. Which, okay? which brings me to a question. Now, I have a question for both of you. Um, no. <laughs> no, I'm just Dang. kidding. Well, very close you might minded. say no. 
Um, you're 25? 25. And you are? 28. So let me ask you guys a question. If you could go back 10 years at 15 and you're at 18, would you, if you could go back and tell your, your, your 18-year-old self and your 15-year-old year self, old self? Uh-huh. to say something like to, to change certain things, to do things differently, would you do it? Oh, you know what? That would change my future. And, it, and it's like, whether I'm, am I happy right now or not? If I wasn't, if I was not happy with my life right now, then I would probably do it. If, if there's a person in right now that had the opportunity that weren't happy with where they're at because of whatever, they, I think that person would do it. 100%. Yeah. If, if, if someone had the opportunity and they were extremely happy and they reached amazing goals, I'm not saying that doesn't come with hiccups and, and bumps course, in the road. Of course, of course. But if they're ultimately happy with it, I don't think they would do it. Why would you do it? Didn't make, that doesn't make sense. I think there's a lot of hurt that I allowed myself to go through mm-hmm. and almost put myself through because I felt like that was the end of my world. Mm. There's a lot of things that I think you learn perspective with just age that wouldn't be harmful for a young person to know. Um, and I tell this to a lot of my students uh, in the classroom and just different settings where they are like overly stressed and frustrated and just bent down and just like just totally just like just just defeated. beaten dude just defeated over yeah. like a test yeah yeah that they walk into my room and they're crying because yeah. they didn't finish it yeah. and yeah. i'm like you are letting this i'm like tell me are yeah. you gonna care about this in a month no one month one month from today yeah not even yeah. a year not even not, 10 years one yeah. month yeah one month maybe Definitely. a week are you gonna care about this in one week in your next class period bro well but but your life at that point is is so like built upon the perspective that you have within time as a scale. And I think just the longer you live, you realize that these moments within time are not as influential and they seem way more influential when your life is a smaller window. Yeah, of course. And so I think I would tell myself that like life is long. Um, so you're you, going to make mistakes. You're going to get hurt. You almost, and it's okay to think that that is not going to just your life is not destroyed. You will think back and you will not even remember the depth of the pain, frustration and stress that you felt a year ago about situations. So so basically what I'm getting from you is you you would you would obviously absolutely say no and you would say not no or yes, but more of like you would give yourself advice. Yes, I would want myself to go through the same things. I would not have made any choices differently. The way in which I kind of immersed myself in my reaction mm-hmm. and how I was feeling post yeah. these experiences, I would encourage myself that that it's it's a page and the page yeah. will be turned and yeah. it will be okay. I see what you're saying. I wouldn't necessarily say no. I think the biggest like I don't know, a dream or I thought it was since I was a kid I always thought it'd be cool to uh, time travel. <laughs> so, so I wouldn't be quick to say no. I was just simply, um, I guess trying to offer two perspectives on two different types of people. Like if you're satisfied, then I don't see your, you, you going back, you know, willingly or at least like eagerly. But if you weren't satisfied with life, you probably will go back and change. No, and I, and, and I actually agree with you. I think, um, kind of answering my own question. I, I, I think I'm actually glad there's no such thing as time traveling because I think I would legitimately go back and, you know, I've, I tried to live life with no regrets, but we're yeah. human. So there's 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 two, three things in my life that I regret, obviously, you know. Definitely. And I think I would try to persuade. But at the same time, like, I'm like, you know, even though I'm 27 years old and, I, and I'm and i not where I envisioned myself to be at 27 years mm-hmm. old, like, I've been through some things in my life that just gave me the experience to deal with whatever the next 10 years has to offer. Yeah. And, and to that, I would say it's almost necessary 
to go through things like that. Hundred percent. I was listening to this Love song. Love the use of wording. Yeah, you got it, dude. Fantasy or what? What did I say earlier that you didn't like? <laughs> reality. <own> reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's almost necessary. That's kind of how I've made sense of. What I've gone through, what I've gone through, because I've learned certain things that I don't think would have been possible had I not gone through maybe a tough spot in my life. Right. So I kind of make sense of it. It's not a cop out where I'm like, oh, that had to happen, Uh, even though Jordan and I have had this debate. Um, But I just I just see it as necessary because there's certain skills you don't learn unless you go through the fire and you're refined. Did you know Um, that the only mammal in the the, the planet that makes the same mistakes, the same mistake twice is, is the human being? Really? Like m- mammals, when they when they make a mistake, they typically don't do it again. Oh. Whereas supposed to us, we trip over the same. Is rock that because we're so emotional? And just no, I, think I would say the depth of our of our I, soul. You know yes. what? You know what I think it is, and and uh, I think we just we just love to push our limits to where it's like if I can, like if you like if you make a mistake and you're like I can do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I can do it again. You know, but like not which, make the which, same mistake. Which by the mistake. way, isn't this? It this which, time. which by don't the worry, way, don't worry. It'll work this yeah, time. Don't dude. trust me. Trust which, it'll work out. Yeah. Which also, by the way, is the same reason why we're so advanced as well. Because we're always doing that. Because we're always, you know, yeah. correcting. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also yeah. not necessarily a good thing either. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question that uh, you bring up, and and where I'm coming from, and what I envision for my future. And I have another question for you after that. I say this, but um, I kind of see that going forward to the point where I, I finally like have a family and I have kids like you can't shelter your kids. At least I think like this, you can't shelter them. I agree too much because I definitely, fall. I definitely, yeah, you have to let them fall. And you got to let them pick themselves up yeah, as much as it may break your heart. Strength. They have to have that strength. I think my parents were so hands off that I got that to an extreme hmm. and I, and I was like, okay, you kind of probably saved me from a few things. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I feel pretty hard sometimes. Oh, but I did build up resilience, crazy yeah. resilience, you know, and, and um, really loud. strength of will great. and strength of great. character. I hope everyone heard that. I just opened a beer. <laughs> strength of character. You build it's that up. You know? water. If you just protect your yeah. kids and shelter them, and, they, and then all of a sudden, there's going to be a time where your kids are going to leave you. You know, uh, whether that's you, you, you move on, you pass away or whatever, or they move, job, whatever. It's the They're going to be so progress. unprepared mm-hmm. for what the real world is. I think a big piece to that that's really beneficial is to let people fail. I mean, even my of students course. and like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a parent, obviously, but I have opportunities to be a, to be a part of, you know, in a way, right? But, but you teach, you teach high school, right? Yeah. And, so and I think it's important to, to teach and to be there to watch them pursue things and fail and then to help them realize how to come back from that yeah. rather than stopping them the second they begin to do something wrong. Yeah. Because the way I teach is I have my wife, I have whiteboards all around the room, 360, and there's kids working and they're doing math. And the minute they do something wrong or they add wrong, obviously the rest of the problem is wrong. Right? Like there's some, you know, negative that gets dropped somewhere of along course. the way. And the whole problem, the answer is going to be, it could be drastically different. It could be ever so slightly different but it's depending be on wrong. but it's wrong mm-hmm. right and the minute i see it i'm not going to go over there and and, no. and stop them no let them finish it and then explain let to them, them what's wrong not even not even me i'm going to let them finish and then I'm, then they're going to look around the rest of the room ah. and they're going to see that they have a different answer hmm and and that's up to them i mean if they to don't to decide whether to decide they did the right whether, thing or whether not whether is theirs right wow. is theirs that's, right that's great can we talk about it now and can i ask my neighbor and can my neighbor help me find what I did wrong or can I validate what I did 
to them. And yeah. I applaud you so much for that because I, as, a political, as a political science major, I've, I've actually uh, studied a lot about about the educational system, which, by the way, we have one of the worst in the world, obviously. It's not And great. the fact that you you go out of your way and that's your ways of teaching, like, that's – I appreciate that so much. Like, my – like, applaud you 115% that. on that because, unfortunately, there's a lot of teachers who would take that completely 180 degrees and, and would not realize that their kids – you know, need to go through those struggles. Yeah, I, I. What was your question, by the way? I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question um, right now, but I just wanted to read this. This was a, a. These are song lyrics to a song that I really love. Um, there's like a hair that flew into my freaking face. Yeah, I put it in there when you weren't looking. I put. Oh, it really? Like when I blinked or something? Yeah, you close your eyes for a second, and I'm really fast. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> these are song lyrics by one of my favorite bands, but. It's basically kind of highlighting that you kind of need to go through things. I'm mm-hmm. just going to read it real quick, right? So it, it goes, uh, this is further in the song, but it goes, A mistake is a chance to grow uh, into something stronger and bolder than they may know. Speaking of, in my mind, I kind of think of a kid or something like that or a, a young person. Um, and then it goes on to say, they'll learn to stand on their own. They'll speak up when no one mutes their mouth, meaning they're not being sheltered. You know, oh, no, no, I got this. I'll, I'll speak for you or I'll do this for yeah. you. It's like they'll learn to speak up. They'll have their own voice when they're not muted. Yeah. Um, and then it, it goes on to say, don't throw the lifeline if no one calls for help. They'll speak up when no one mutes their mouth. It means they're navigating for themselves. And then it goes on to say, there's like a second verse, becoming self-sufficient is one of life's biggest missions. Conflicts and stumbles are just obstacles towards making their own decisions. Um, and then it says, have more faith. They can battle the elements. And then it kind of repeats that. But Yeah, I agree with that 115%. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, the music I listened to, it's, it's screamed. It's, <laughs> but, it's, it's, it's I mean, you probably couldn't understand what they were saying. Because no, I can was, understand it. No, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm so used to that. But anyways, yeah, I, I kind of... I thought of that when we were talking about this. Um, I really love that song. It's kind of helped me through some some interesting mm-hmm. moments in my life. But my question to you that I was going to ask you was, uh, uh, you said you're not where you envisioned you would be at 27. Where did you envision you'd be? You know, to be honest, I actually envisioned myself to, you know, have a, a good paying job. And I'd, I'd actually honest, honestly thought that I'd be married and have kids by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, which now that I'm 27 and where I'm, where I'm at in life, I, I'm actually okay with none of that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would have loved to, have, you know, obviously have, you know, a six digit paying job and a wife and, a, and kids right now. Like yeah. I would, I would extremely love that because I'm, I'm a family person, but at the same time, like, um, obviously before, before we came into this podcast, we discussed about something in my life that's going on right now. Yeah. I'm not going to get into too many details for those of you who are listening, but like everything that I've been through, I think has led to this moment at 27 years old mm-hmm. for me to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Had I been given that chance at 21, 22, when I was trying to get into yeah. that field, I, I don't want to say I, I, I would fail because I've, I've always thought of myself as a person who doesn't allow myself to fail, but I think I would have, I wouldn't have been mature enough and I would have mm. probably done some mistakes that who knows, maybe yeah. would have, you know, right. Or that- worse precision. Or, or, and that's not to say, had your life been different, that that opportunity wouldn't have presented itself, but maybe later in life. And right? not only that, you know, everything's. Every, I'm the kind of person that I believe you're gonna be in a portion of your in a, in a part of your life where you need to be at that point. Like, do you guys watch the Game of Thrones? Oh. Yeah, we okay. watched all of okay, that. Okay, okay, well, we messaged <laughs> so you, about that. Uh, yeah, we, we did. Texting, okay, yeah. but remember, and and you don't have to remember the specific 
because I don't even remember the specific, but there's a there's a part where Bran says to I don't remember who it was. It says he says something. He says something. You're right where you need to be. Yeah. Where you need to be. You knew this guy. And yeah, of course you knew. But but that's weirdo Bran. But this is this is what happens in my mind when I watch those shows. Like I think about that stuff, and it's so true. Like think about that game, Game of Thrones. They all Jon Snow said we never should have left Winterfell, blah blah blah. But it's like you needed to go through all that to defeat the Night King, to do all this, and, and to get to this point. Exactly. So I think in life, as a person, you need to get through all these things to be where you're at at 25, 26, 27, 28, yeah. wherever you're at. Yeah. And you know, definitely. and you might have envisioned yourself to be in a different position, but you obviously, you know, uh, went through some things so you can say, you know what? At least for me, at 27, I can feel comfortable saying, I can tackle the world. <laughs> Yeah, better legit now yeah. than oh, I probably yeah, would have yeah. at 21 had I made different choices. Oh yeah, I envisioned myself to be married with four kids, a house <laughs> oh at 24, my two man. kids, at 24. two kids for me at most. Nah, I, kinda want, I want a big be family. An I want a big family. I want, I want a big family to just like hug them no. for holidays and just be with everyone. Yeah, I but that's that. that's your reality, dude. So <laughs> oh gosh, there you go. Ridiculous. There you go with that. No, I think there's a lot. This that, is why you're single. This, oh my gosh, that's been said multiple times. So, how is your relationship status, uh, Mike? Mine. Tell, tell the world. Um, Don't tell the world. It's good. I, I always feel like I, I, I feel like I go through uh, like dating periods. <laughs> like, like casual dating. I like how casual, his face is casual like, dating. What? Casual dating. But 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 let me ask you a question. Why why do you think that is? Do you think it has to do with with your own personal uh, views of dating, or do you think it has to be with the people that are just being kind of uh, guided towards your life, dude. We're, I love. We're I love. Open a can off, of worms. Right I now. love. I love your perspective and how insightful you are on that. You have to be. To, yeah, I love it, and I completely relate to it. Because I can come out here and tell you that I'm, you know, that I my envision of of a relationship is to make a woman feel like a queen and all this stuff, which is true. That's how I believe it. But at the same time, I have my own flaws. Yeah. yeah. So at the same time, it's yeah. it's not as like I've always believed. Like for example, for me, and I and I'm I'm gonna let you answer your question. So I'm sorry about this. But, no, go ahead, go ahead. But go ahead. I've always believed that. Um, you, uh, you can meet somebody and they could be perfect for you, but it doesn't mean no. you're perfect for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you can meet a, a woman or a guy, you know, depending on who you like and, and you can might say, wow, this person checks all the boxes, Yeah. but you might not check all the boxes for that person. No, no. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. You have to. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like now, at least for me being single at 27 is completely different than being single at 20. Yeah, like oh, yeah, my sure. main thought at twenty five would be like, ah, whatever, let's just go meet oh. girls and do whatever. Whereas supposed to now, it's more of like, if I take a girl out on a date and I see her three or four times, and it that means and then, something, and then that's it, and oh, then that's okay. it, like okay. it doesn't go anywhere. Instead of me saying like, oh well, whatever, I'll just go meet other girls. I'm like, hmm, well, you know what? It's okay. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Maybe her position in life is different than my yeah. position in life. Definitely, yeah, I agree with that. What was your question? My question, my question was, I know, right? The question was, do you believe uh, you're casually dating in different forms because of uh, of the way you are, or maybe because of the way that women are presented to you in your life? Um, the way I look at my life as a whole is it 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 relate. I relate a lot with you, and that's why I complimented you, and I really like the way you look at things because I feel like I'm where I need to be because this is where i need to be right now right does that make sense you, yeah. you know what i mean i i find meaning in in where i am right now i don't i don't think like oh i i just i'm kind of lost right now it's like no i need to go through this for some reason i might not know the reason whether it's something good something bad i'm dating someone i'm single like i'm just going through this right now this is where i'm at in life and i accept it when it comes to dating um i feel like i i 
go through life really not as a, as a man. I really just go through life and try to make friends. One day at a time? Yeah, one day at a time. I, I, you know what's interesting is I have this perspective where I think of the future quite often, actually. And I'm always thinking the pa- about the past to try to learn from it. Mm-hmm. As you but should. I, but, I, but I am mostly in the present. Kind of just been like, eh, whatever. You know, it'll, things will happen when they happen and when they need to happen. But but what I'm what I'm getting into is when when women come into your life, do you see it as more of a like let's say you're dating a, a girl, and and do you see if it work if it doesn't work out, do you see it as a because because of your perspective of life, or do you see it as maybe their where their position in life is, what their goals are just different, and it just doesn't work out. I think a little bit of both. Yeah, I think a little bit of both. Yeah, um, okay. I, I definitely accept. This makes me sound like a man whore, but but I definitely I'm open to opportunities that present themselves. I don't necessarily go seek them out. That doesn't make you sound like a man whore. Yeah, it's because I didn't say it the way I was gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I accept anyone and everyone that comes my way. <laughs> but, but you know what? You like but you know whore. what? You should though. There's seven point yeah. seven billion people on this planet. Do you you know if if you don't start doing that and you kind of close yourself up to a certain group, at least the way I see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, my parents are complete opposite, and and. I've known many marriages that have lasted for, for, for many years and it's either one or the other, either they're very close alike or they're very opposite. Yeah. And so I think you have to accept people um, in different forms. You have to learn, you have to learn what's good for you and what's not, what matches you and what doesn't. Yeah. And I firmly believe that I'll be with someone um, when that time comes and that that'll be my, my life partner, I guess. But I'm, I'm just open opportunity, man. Like I realized how I think kind of bad it is to, to, write people off when it comes to dating because you just don't get you to experience know. it sounds weird like as if there's some sort of like experiment but you don't ex- no, get to experience is. life at that point with that person you know yeah. and and I don't know it all it they is. don't know it all but but there's something beautiful about coming together as two seemingly different people and finding some connection you're like whoa you look at the world like that like there's beauty in that to but me, it I is some it. kind of experiments because if you think about it you know and and i think women and, and men do this all the time is you go out with somebody and you go on two three dates and you experiment uh you know what 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 you're both alike and then that's when can you kind of decide this is for me or this isn't yeah yeah definitely yeah it is an experiment in that sense but i don't know i feel like i feel like if you're willing to w- make it work with someone you can usually make it work with anyone usually there are those people where you're like can have a uh but you crazy difference with, with a select with a select group of people like there's multiple people that you're going to be compatible with and then you that's can what i'm trying to say but, but you can but can that other person do it oh i see what you're saying that's yeah. that's, that's, that's up to them question. and that's it that's why every relationship takes two people yeah. it's not a simple thing it's a choice it's, man it's a choice to to be with someone it's and, a choice to be open i mean because i think we're talking about the dating side of things. yes we are we are definitely, you, definitely i think when you say a choice to be with someone that's on like the already been committed side of things but i think the the openness to opportunity has to be flowing both ways yeah and and whether or not you're compatible and that you feel compatible i think people can be blinded to that and one person could think that it's something great and the other person could think that it's not and and I think that comes with experience and just being able to look back on a situation and and recognize that I've been guilty of being way too infatuated with somebody when I was blind to what was actually there. And I've been on the other side of it where someone else was way too infatuated with me and I was the one who was like, you do not see how like uncompatible we are or incompatible, I think it, it would be correctly said. And it's just like, what are you, how do you, 
recognize that and i think it's that important to be able it's, to it's almost it's almost like you're answering my next question because my next question to you was going to be how much when it comes to dating do you think we actually let the other person know who we really are and vice versa i've learned to just go ahead and do that because because and and correct me if i'm wrong guys uh but but i i, I think sometimes when it comes to dating we're so in infatuated with trying to impress the other person that we forget that it's okay to be like you know yeah. what this is what i'd like and this is what i don't yeah, like yeah yeah uh you're meeting that person's representative dude <laughs> in a sense, in a sense right? but you know in what i mean sense, like that's in a sense that's not you being fake and, and that's just you putting your best foot forward and, and but and obviously I, i'm not going to show you that i haven't done laundry in a week you know you know what i mean like my clothes is all over well, my room I, but, I, i've taken my my sense of dating and completely stripped it down yeah, I'm too. I'm you're done. Just, you're just like I'm. I'm just so sick of just getting my like, well, damn. Like, it's not even straight like to the point, too. dude. I just tired of being broken, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike starts crying. I'm just like, we're just gonna keep talking over here. Let him do his thing. I'm just gonna be lightly sniffling into the mic. You guys are good. Um, <laughs> no, I. For me, I've had the best luck in platonic friendships. <sighs> That's good. That's awesome. In platonic friendships, I have had some of the most intimate, great experiences like with interpersonal communications. And so what I've realized and I'm trying to do at this point in my life is to take that and what I what I've experienced there and the success that I've experienced there mm -hmm. into my dating and really strip down this pedestal that dating has been put on of like, oh, I have to go out and put my bet my best foot forward and and all this intention and all this crap. Like let's just hang out oh, and shade see to you. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> we no, 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 no we I know, I know. We, I'm Mike joking. and I talk about this very I'm joking, often. I'm we break um, all this down. And I just I want to just make connection with people. And if you are someone that I am continuously making connection with, I feel like Perfect. I'm just gonna be Otherwise, like, holy crap, this is great. Yeah. Like, why did I like put so much pressure on this first date of like, what are we? How oh, how are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Why is this a thing? Oh, let me date you one more time to see if you match <clears throat> this freaking like checklist that I have. It's impossible. Of, of, and you know what? That I want you to fit into this mold to fill my life with some void that I have, which really shows my own insecurities and my own freaking bullshit that I haven't dealt with. Preach, wow. bro. Preach. That's, dude, go go no, into this. No, you know what? I, dude, I I'm meeting you right now for a second time, and this is great, bro. I hope we hang out again. And you know, you right? know I, we're not gonna hook up, but I hope we hang out again. Not you know what yet. I mean? Oh, no, my man. But, but I, I, I say wow because it's just crazy how. And I'm not you know, obviously trying to come out here and say I'm perfect, but I've, 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 I've you gone. Are. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but I've, 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 you know, definitely been at fault when it comes to dating and thinking mm -hmm. that I have to impress and say, you know what, like exactly what you're saying, like I have to put my best foot forward and I have. This is who I have to be. Uh, and I think I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm a guy and I'm again, I'm not trying to, you know bring the sexuality issue but i think as men for example we know that a beautiful woman is obviously going to have many guys after her so you want to try to kind of impress and so i think sometimes as men we tr we we unfortunately go out of our way to be too much and then yeah. we realize that hey that's not really who we are and i've and i've and i've been at fault of this yeah. you know, i'm not well, gonna you're setting the tone at that point exactly for the you know, rest of what it's gonna be yeah it's a it's a precedent that you're setting and you know what's interesting is i've found success both ways i've found success Dating women and men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said both ways. I'm just no offense to anybody out there who's bisexual. No, never, dude. <laughs> but I found success both ways. To the extreme, on one side, going all out, you know, on a date and taking a girl and really like sweeping her off her feet. But and then I've had success in that area, and then you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> and then and then success in the other area where I'm like, I don't 100 care. I don't, I don't care. 
This is yeah, I don't care enough to try to impress you. Yeah, but that it's weird because it's like the, these two almost extremes that show different strengths. For this like aloofness, I show confidence because I'm just going to worry about myself and take care of me. It's not that I'm neglecting anyone, but I just show more confidence. It's not that, and it's not that you can't show confidence on the other extreme. No, I, but I'm I just totally saying, saying that, yeah, yeah. that that if I'm super affectionate, lovey dovey, I've had success and I've had failures. On the other side of the spectrum, I've had success and failures when I'm aloof and I, I just worry about myself and I don't really care. But you're speaking about it in such a black and white sense. I mean, like, to, to make it black and white. To, to, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, saying, that's how I'm you talking are, about extremes. Which, which, which I agree with both of you because that's how I am too. I'm, I'm very extreme when it comes to, to dating, you know. And, and it's not something that I'm proud of, but that's just who I am, you know, yeah. but I also agree with your sense in the sense of like, you shouldn't be also be black and white about it because no, it's not that I'm black way. and white. No, not, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm just saying I've had experiences yes. on the, the two on extremes. Both sides, exactly. It is both a balance. It. it is a balance because I like being, uh, affectionate and then also like, you know, kind of just being straightforward and just being straightforward and just doing my You either so like it or you don't. Yeah. It's a balance. It's a balance. So you just find where you fit in the middle of all that. You I know? think, Mike, you've encouraged me the most in this area of my life is the fact that I just am going to do what I'm comfortable with. Like, whatever Jordan's comfortable with as far as putting himself out there and being vocal about how he feels and asking that person to, you know, spend time together yeah. or planning or, you know, being as romantic as whatever or just, like, doing whatever it is. Yeah. It's do as much as you are where you are fulfilling your best self. Yes. And then because if you go beyond that, then it's like – you're putting in too much effort to something that yeah. you feel like it is not like bearing fruit. Or if you're like holding back, then you're not really being your true self to that depth. Mm -hmm. And, and just for me, it's just become a thing of, I don't want to put pressure on people that I meet to fill something and, and, or vice versa. I don't want to be like trying to fill something for them by, yeah. by acting a certain way or having a certain posture, um, such that I just am able to go into situations with an open yeah. mind and be able to, yeah. Just to see what's there because I think I completely agree with you. It's like if it's not there, it's not there. Yeah. I'm not gonna like lose yeah. sleep over this. Yeah. I just want honesty. I want transparency. Like, transparency. I want to be and I genuine and just to be able to experience human interaction. Because you know what? At the end of the day, sometimes some interactions that you have with people are not meant to last a lifetime. No, no they're not. Dude. And they're great. No. And I'll tell you what, they're great. And so you have had, I mean, there's people that you've dated in your past, both of you, I'm sure, that you could say, you know what, that was really fun, and it was really cool, and it's okay that it didn't last the rest of my life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I didn't, you know, I don't really think about it, but that's actually a yeah. great point. And so, and I, and the, any, any situation. I myself. <laughs> good, dude, good, 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 I'm glad. And so, uh, but I think, so for me, it's like, if I'm in something that's not going to no, last but, the rest of my life, oh well. And by the way, I didn't what? mean that in a disrespectful no, way. I, I, did. I, I, I know you didn't, man, yeah. I got you. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I say that. Because I really try to live by that, and I and I try to, you know, if I can help Jordan in that area, if he asks my opinion, that's what I say. Because I've learned that you need to, in a way, take care of yourself and operate under normal circumstances, so that the best side of you can come out. And and that's not to say that the best side of you won't be affectionate. It will, like it will go to these lovey. Like I just feel like if you're trying too hard, you're not being yourself because. Because of it's something gonna go that's wrong afterwards because yeah. you've you've showed this sense of yourself that's yeah. that's not really not true. really you and then <laughs> in the long game it's gonna yeah. crumble yeah, yeah, exactly. at the end of the day and, and you're gonna be much happier 
thinking back, like, you know, I, I did, I was myself. I was good. It's not that I was selfish and took care of myself, but I just wasn't trying to impress yeah. anyone. And I just showed who I was. And if she didn't like it, then, then it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. It wasn't and be you in the be. beginning. So you can yeah. be you throughout, throughout the whole and because that person would like you. Then that person will continue to continue like, you, like you and you will not be, have, be like, this Oh, facade where, did, that'll fade. where did this personality come from? Well, yeah, I've always like, been oh, like this. Now, but, now, you know. that, now that I'm, Five years into this relationship, I should tell you that um, <laughs> that I actually don't like cookies and cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I hate it. Bitch. But you know, but it's but it's so true. Like he people, just changed on me. Like day. people, and, yeah. and it you're just, not the man I met. And it just drives me nuts. No, it's so true. Yeah, like that yeah, statement yeah, you agree. just said. It's so I've, true. I, I've uh, I've been at fault at that. I I think one of the I think we things, all have though. One of the biggest things learn. I struggle with is showing people who I really am. No, I and I and I because yeah. I'm I'm like that too. You know, like there's been times where I've you know dated a girl and it's kind of like. I try to go out of my way to to impress, and then it's like yeah, and then, I, and then I've and then I, and there's just been times where I just sit at home and I'm just thinking about like you know what, like it didn't work out. It was for the better because at the end of the day, where she is in life yes. and what her goals are are just different than mine. Where I'm and the, and the right person will meet you there in your living room in your pajamas. Eating, eating uh, some some Tostitos. That's weird <laughs> because you just asked me for this podcast and we wouldn't have a sleepover tonight. <laughs> oh, wow, the right then. person will meet you upstairs in your room under a blanket. Damn. That's why I live in a single story. Nobody right, can meet ahead, me. Go I've got some questions for you here before we uh, wrap this up. Because I feel like we could, we could go on this for oh, a while. We could go for like gentlemen. three hours. Y'all get um, hyped. All right. Question from Matthew Boudreaux. It's a good one. It's a good okay. one. It's interesting. Okay. It, it's tough. It's a tough question, especially okay, based man. on what we were just talking about with uh, dating and whatnot. If uh, I could offer you millions of dollars and your dream girl living your dream life right now, but you have to lose your three best friends, would you N- take it? No, 100% no. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I think, uh, at least for me, especially because I don't have any brothers or sisters. Like, to me, my. Are you the only child? I'm an only child. Okay. So to me, my friends are. Like when I get betrayed by a friend, like it actually legitimately hurts to the point you where I want to cry. Dude. Yeah, you know. And so to me, a friendship means a thousand. Like I'm the kind of guy that like if you call me at two in the morning and I'm your friend and like you need something, like I'll be there for you. Yeah. You know, like I'm that guy. I'm not gonna be yeah. like, oh, what's this guy doing at two in the morning? Like, like what do you need? You know, everything okay? You know, like. Hey, Zeus, we gotta hang out more, dude, because yeah. I'm I'm that kind yeah. of person as yeah. well. Hundred yeah. percent. That's rad, dude. What about you, Mike? Three, three best friends, cut them off for just in millions like, and millions of dollars. Let me see which my three best friends are. You know, my, of some of my best friends are my girl. family members, so I would never do that. Yeah. I, I, I think it's. I think three best friends is a bold thing to, to sacrifice for for, for what, for, like, your 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 dream is and your dream, vision of your life girl. kind of thing. Yeah, man. That's an interesting question, though. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, that, Matt. That was, cool yeah, that was a um, good On the other side of the coin there, Casey Flannery, just a beautiful man. Uh, shout out Beach House 2019. Heck yeah, dude. Miss um, that guy. He said, I would like to give a shout out to Matt Boudreaux for stopping his cyberbullying. <laughs> but on the other side of that coin, Matt also that's did funny. comment on this exact Q&A session, something that's too inappropriate to say. So, oh, okay. So yeah. he's still doing it. Yeah. So even though we're not reading these, Matt Casey is Casey just doesn't know. Yeah, no, none of our he listeners He thinks it's know. stopped. It hasn't stopped. You think that Matt has stopped saying inappropriate things to us via social media, but he continues. Oh, okay. So uh, I'll pray for him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, Shelby Reap, awesome girl. We oh, had a good so chance cool. to hang out with her. We're going to have her on the podcast sometime here soon. Heck yeah. That'd be a good conversation because we had a conversation with her off mic. We had. Oh and we were like three hours in. Clicked. Like, what the yeah. heck? Yeah, I like, love people we that can just go deep, in. You know? Dude, it was good. Very it was awesome. Thanks for coming by, Shelby, and hanging out with us. Um, question she has asked here. What are your thoughts on the influence that social media has 
on relationships and the pros and cons of that? I that's a good question. I I think you know the pros about it is that you know you kind of um, get to really show the world you know who who you're in love with you know who you're you know that special someone is, you know and and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's really kind of the only pro I can find, but there's a lot of cons to that. You know I think people get too attached and you know and I've been at fault to this before you know where. You know, you like a girl's picture and all of a sudden everybody sees it, you know, and everybody's like, whoa, you know, your boyfriend, your girlfriend just like this person's picture. I think people are just so concentrated and so worried about what's going on in social media that they pick apart the smallest things that you do or you don't do in social media. So if you don't post enough or if you overpost or if you like someone else's or you're following a certain someone, you know, that can be cancer. I think, um, you know, I, I, I think I think social media can can deter relationships and and can make them into um you know into a cancer but at the same time i also think it's really all about how you go about it you know you got to have these discussions with your significant other behind scenes and say hey you know what like i don't appreciate you following this person for whatever reason or you liking this picture for whatever reason and that's you know that's like today's world in a way in a way though you know like imagine if your girl was liking a ton of guys photos like I'll, I'll exaggerate it. Shirtless photos of models that look way better than you, and I don't know, made you feel some type of way. And you're like, you know, honestly, it, I, I mean, I would appreciate you. You can't control anyone, but you can definitely say like, can you like unfollow him? But, <laughs> but like, I think, voice, that's just my opinion. But I think though, it also know? depends on, on 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 the person that you're with. You know, yeah. like to me, like if I was the girl and she's, you know, she's liking a bunch of models' pictures, I, I personally, me, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't. That's not my opinion. I'm just saying. No, no, you know, I, I get what yeah. you're saying. No, 100. percent No, I, 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 and I, I get what you're saying. No, uh, I just think it really has to do with with the person and the relationship yeah. itself. I think it can be a cancer or it can be a really good thing. It just depends. Yeah, yeah or nothing. I, at I would all. never want to micromanage somebody's social media usage, but I think naturally, if you notice that they're doing something on there, I, I think it does show a little glimpse of who that that person is and who they're portraying themselves of to course. be and so looking at that and and maybe contemplating is this somebody that i even have similar values and am aligned with as a person yeah. because if you're talking about a relationship you're talking about somebody that you're trying to you know go through life together and the same thing with like if mike if i see mike like out here if mike's sending me a bunch of pictures of like girls in bikinis and stuff like that which he doesn't do like I don't get along with those kind of dudes, like yeah. and like Mike's yeah. looking at that on social media and like kind of just filling his mind yeah, with weird. that and to me, sending it to me. Yeah. It's like I mean, there's dudes that are probably just sending hot chicks to each other, and it's like, oh, dude, and you're like, cool. That's really not how I want to spend my time on there. And so I think if I'm dating somebody who's using social media as an outlet for mm-hmm. whatever things I don't necessarily agree with, that probably just means that I'm not really with on the, the same person. page as that person. Yeah, yeah. No, and there's a lot yeah. of things that can come back I, to that. I think, I think when it comes to social media and relationships, I think it's kind of really NSFW in some sense. You know, not safe for work. Wait, it's almost like it's not safe for relationships in the sense of oh, not safe for it's, work. In, no. in, the, in the sense of if you're you're posting or you're doing things that, you know, again comparing it to not safe for work, it's not safe for relationships. Oh, interesting. You know, if you're saying. if you're following certain yeah. people, you know, it's you know, just it's just that know. we're so connected. And there's so many eyes on you. Like if I'm if I'm posting like something scandalous and I'm in a relationship, then it's like, you know, my girlfriend's seeing that, and she's not the only one seeing that. You know, and now everyone sees me in that light and they think I'm a certain person because of what I put out on social media. And it's 
It's just, I don't know. I, I stay away from all I don't, that I don't think too much about it, to be honest. Because if I am, then there's something wrong. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, if you're, I don't yeah. think too much about it either. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Good question. Um, that next... I don't think we can find the answer to, by the way. No, no. I think it's contextually based on the relationship it's that subjective, you're in. Subjective, man. Hundred percent subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just our realities, bro. <laughs> I'm kidding. Good. Next this question. man, dude. All right, <laughs> Michael O'Donovan, who we still need to have on the podcast. Oh yeah, he lives up the street. Yeah, it's a great dude right there. Asked, uh, who's the most ticklish? <laughs> oh, we'll find uh, out. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. I definitely am ticklish. Like you, yeah. I know, like if I know. you start touching me, like I already started like getting goosebumps. I know your spots. Oh, all Weird. right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Forrest Wheeler asked a great question. As always, Forrest is. Uh, we need to have him on as well. Forrest's a good guy. Um, just to anybody who's participating in our questions and whatnot, we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for just being part of the community, and it's really special for for us. And so, Forrest, thank you for asking questions consistently that are great, man. I, I appreciate you. Um, Depression and mental health in general, um, maybe as a topic here, what, what keeps you up when you're feeling down? Wow, that is just an amazing question. Um, wow, I don't know how to answer that. I, I think that really just has to do with your, with your life experiences, really, because, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been down, you know, dark rock bottom before in certain mm-hmm. situations, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just... Man, I don't know how to answer that question. That's tough. Has there been a moment and like maybe a quick story or a glimpse of something you could share that was helpful for you to get your mind right in a low place? Yeah, I, I think I think the best thing for me, because I've, I've hit rock bottom with a situation before that I don't want to get into too many details of, but when I hit the rock bottom, I was in a really low spot. I had doubts about myself. I had... You know, am I worthy enough to be in this planet? As crazy as that may sound, am I worthy enough for people around me? Um, but at least for me, when I've when I've gotten to that depressed, really low bottom, I've always thought about my role model, in this case being my mother. Like, she sacrificed so much for me. Why am I going to let this situation get me to rock bottom and not be able to pick myself up? Mm. So it's kind of like... So you think about your mom. I th- yeah, I, I think everybody, when they've hit that rock bottom to the point where they're, you know, at the point where, uh, and I, you know, cut their veins out. Is, I know that sounds a little extreme, but there are people yeah. dealing with that on a hit daily a, basis. A I, I think when you when you have that, you you really kind of have to give yourself some motivation. In my sense, it's my mother. Mm-hmm. She's the main motivation of why I do yeah. things and why when I make mistakes, I'm like, what would my mother think mm-hmm. of me making these mistakes yeah and it's really kind of helped me i mean but but depression i've 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 never had you know depression i mean let me face i've been down but i don't think i've ever with the actual diagnosis of but my parents actually take pills for depression and and i've seen the dark side of that like it's really dark like it's it's scary when you are living with somebody who deals with depression like it's 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 crazy man like you you don't think these things are real and you but 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 they are you mm-hmm. know and it's um you you have to really take it one day at a time and just be there for somebody I, that's why for me i've always been about uh this is my 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 uh, a gift and a curse at once all at once but i've always liked to be there for people kind of like mike mike mm-hmm. is really good at that mike is one of those people that he'll mike will like sit there and say hey you okay? What's wrong? Talk to me. Like, I really appreciate about that, about, about you. Because in reality, people need that. And that's why I've always kind of tried that because I've seen what my mom and dad go through, both of them being diagnosed with depression. 
hmm. I think not necessarily diagnosed, but they've you know been yeah. there. Um, and I think it's important for for me to be there for, for somebody, whether yeah. they're an acquaintance, somebody who I just met on uh, you know at the street, social media, whatever. I, I think for me, it's important to help those who are in need. Yeah, well said. It's well awesome. said, and that's I would validate exactly what you said about Mike. He is incredibly good at being there for people. In all yeah, for those of you who are listening, Mike is, is really a truly awesome guy. He's one of the best guys I've ever met. I, and I'm not just saying that just to Thanks, say it on guys. this podcast, wow. but you really are someone who, who legitimately truly cares about what people are going through. Like most people ask, like, how are you? But they yeah. don't really care how you are. They're just, it's just a common question, but you are legitimate about like how they're doing and, and you actually care about listening to them. And that's just, it's, it's really hard to find people like that. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that, guys. Got a great heart. Thank you. All right. Um, another one from Shelby Reap here. It's also a good question. I'd like to maybe have all three of us answer this because it maybe in a quick little spiel. Um, Shelby asked, how do you hope that people perceive you? Wow, great question. Um, I think at, at, at 27 years old, even though I'm not that old yet, I'm still young, yeah. I'm at the point in my life where I really don't care. Michelle. Because because in reality, the truth is some people will perceive you as good or bad. And some people, you know, like I've had times where people call me an a-hole. And I've had times where people say you're one of the greatest people in the world. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know what? They're both right and they're both wrong. Yeah. yeah damn. Uh, That's a th- really good answer. I think I'm a great person, but I can also be an a-hole. Yeah. And there's just, that's just the way it is. And, Same you here. know, at the end of the day, um, I, I think what matters most importantly out of that question is how do you perceive yourself and how could you be better? Wow. Well said. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to try and answer that now. That was I think it. You pretty much hit it on the <laughs> that head. Because, I mean, I'd, I'd say something along the same lines. That's that's really, really well said. Yeah. Right on. Do you have anything to add to that or no? I, I think um, I, I think I would definitely agree with all that. Because I've, I've, you, you said I'm a great person right now. I really appreciate that compliment. Thank you guys. Um, but then I've also, on the flip side, have been told that I'm really harsh. Um, but I, I think in my adulthood, I've, I'm trying and continually striving towards being loving and everything that that means. Love is harsh at times. It can be harsh, right? Because sometimes you need tough love, um, but it's out of love nonetheless, uh, or it can be very soft and gentle. So I just, I try to, to give love and, and be that for people and, and put that out there. So And, and just a quick note, I know we're kind of in a rush here, but uh, one thing I, I, my stepdad said to me that is always engraved, and I will always remember this. He mm-hmm. said, you're not a gold coin. In the sense of not everyone's gonna like you. Not everyone. Everybody likes a gold coin because it has some value to it. Yeah. You know, but you're you're not a gold coin. Not everybody's gonna like you. Not everyone's gonna want you. And there's gonna be people that are gonna throw you away. For sure. Yeah. Damn. Um. All right. Nicholas Nunez. Oh, cool. It's a great oh, question. Nice. He's a good dude. Uh, not that he'll guy. ever listen to this podcast because he didn't even listen to his own episode. <laughs> yeah. Why are you asking those questions? Never gonna let him live <laughs> that down. Um, he said, this dude was the homie from Starbucks when I studied there often. Hug him for me. So we're all going to share a group hug while we turn the mics off for a second. Just kidding. We didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Is he talking about me? Talking about yeah. you. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. oh, thanks, Nick. No, he, he said, he said hug I'm him sure for Lily me. I'm sure Lily will. So yeah. Lily, thanks. Uh, thank Nick for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell Nick we said thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, right? Tell, tell right. Nick he's, you know, he's a great guy. He yeah. said uh, also, uh, what did Starbucks teach you that no other job has? Wow. That's cr- You know what? What? Just dealing with people. Dealing with, with not only customers, but, mm-hmm. but my employees, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it it taught me to just realize that, you know, you can't make everybody happy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you can bring joy to somebody's life in the smallest way or form. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I never thought about, um, I've always tried to make people happy, but the truth is you won't. But I've always never thought that, you know, having a conversation with somebody about their day and legitimately caring would actually yeah. make, you know, somebody that, like yeah. truly happy. Like That could be enough for them It, it really just has taught me to just overall learn how to deal with people, Definitely. communicate and commit to people in one way or another. Yeah. That's a service industry right there, dude. Or food 100%. industry. But if that, you care. You, if, yeah, if you care. Make sure you you're, care. you know, I, at least. There's a lot to gain from working a job, you know, in a job like that in that industry. So much to gain. People, all types of people. So that's really cool. There it is, dude. Right on. Well, this has been fun, dude. This conversation has been all over the place. I've loved it. All over <laughs> the place, but, but well-focused and driven. But with on intention. The, and and naturally progressing through yeah. topics. It yeah. wasn't like we jumped all over. I the place appreciate randomly. you guys. You know, bring me in this. Yeah. I was really excited when you told me about this. Like I, I hit you up. Yeah, you did. Up. You did. You I did. told you though. Yes. Um, what was it? Last week when I saw you at Starbucks. Yeah. I'd have you no, on. no. Honestly, like uh, yeah. I, I think um, I hope whoever listens to this can get something out of this because that's the more important thing. Yeah. It's when when you when you have a conversation with people, it's not just about blabbing out whatever you have feelings. But I, yeah. I hope people can kind of take a step back and from from dating to the American culture, I hope people can actually listen to us and say, hey, you know what? Maybe there is something that, you know, that Definitely. I can do to make a difference in life. Definitely. In my life and Definitely. everybody's life. That's what You're a good dude, man. I haven't even... This is like the most... We talked like once at Buffalo <laughs> we Wild We did, Wings, yeah. I remember that I was night. Like, this guy's a cool yeah. dude. Like this is, That was cool. And then this is awesome to be able I to talk to. That, yeah. I really Likewise. appreciate the opportunity Likewise. to sit down and have these conversations mm-hmm. with people that I might not know that well because sometimes Michael hit up one of his friends or I'll hit up one of mine and it's cool to be able to sit down and get to know somebody on a... A depth that's really valuable that you don't really get to sometimes yeah Yeah. no yeah you don't i would have never had this opportunity to sit down and talk with you had we not decided to start this podcast and i'm extremely thankful for that yeah yeah. likewise i'm extremely thankful that's why we're here bro we we love talking to people we love conversations we We love getting deep joking around all all times. When you guys become famous, don't forget about me. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. We just decided that there was going to be value in this for us and for anybody who decided yeah, to be along yeah, 100%. Um, the journey. Of I've listened us, to so. most of your podcasts, by the way, and Sick, I'm not just man. saying that. I literally follow you guys on like, Spotify. Yeah. Thank you. And I've, I've driven, like, because I drive to San Diego, so sometimes yeah. like an hour and a half. I've literally listened to, like, one and a half podcasts on my way there and one and a half on my way back. Yeah. And, like, for example, your brother's story and even Lily. Uh, yeah. I heard her story about, or was it, is it a psychologist or what is it? A, She's a yeah. therapist. therapist. She's a therapist, yeah. Like, just listening to her. And then you in that podcast talking about how, you're, how you are as teachers, how it's your environment and you sometimes feel like, you know, when somebody budges in, you're like, oh, you know. Like, just listening to that, I'm like, wow, I never really thought about, you know educational you know yeah. education that way or never thought about perspective you bro. know economics and the way your brother was talking mm-hmm. about it like that's i i learned a lot just from listening to we yeah. just those I, two alone outside yeah. of the other four that i've listened to Sick, hands down i have learned the most in my entire life since the beginning of this year and we started doing this that's yeah, awesome. dude. just yeah. based on the perspective the mm-hmm. just the every week having some insanely deep conversation mm-hmm. where our main objective is to try to get as deep as we possibly can with that person to pull any sort of value from what is provided by the the three of us sitting yeah. in and not place, only that you yeah. may not you may not pull anything from it but you might say you know what i can understand why people think this way yeah yeah simple as that you don't have Definitely. to necessarily agree with them or even pull anything exactly. you might be like you know what Ooh. i understand why jordan or why mike or why jesus thinks this yeah way. That's, that's why we're here bro that's why we're here 100%. to talk and listen you know 
and yeah. share and share war stories. <laughs> war, yeah, war got, stories. Got a couple know? of those, dude. Yeah. Anyways, Jesus, thank you again, man, for uh, coming on. Thank you for sharing your mind and your heart, dude. You have an amazing perspective on things. Really well spoken. Uh, and uh, yeah, dude, you're hot. Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. You two sexy beasts. Oh, right. <laughs> Jesus, well, I'm blushing. Thank <laughs> you so this much. has been Blank with Friends, guys. I'm Mike. And I'm Jordan. See you guys. Peace. And blessings. Thank you.